It doesn't take a majority of people to go crazy to do a lot of damage. Howdy folks, I'm Alfonso Rachel with my buddy Bill Whittle. And um, hey, how do you guys feel about a like a spider sandwich or a, a beetle barbecue? Uh, mm. It sounds sound good, don't it? Um, these are the things that uh, I think are going to be coming down the uh, the <laughs> pipe uh, in this, uh, I don't know, great reset or this uh, you will have nothing and you're going to dig it. Uh, this is the virtue signal, y'all, where we are going to be. Hey, we need a solid foundation of what virtue is because this kind of bug diet, this is virtue. It is virtuous. For us to live on a diet of bugs to save the planet and, 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 the, and the future oh. generations, right? Yeah, 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 yeah. Y'all getting it why we call this the virtue signal now? And we actually need something to base uh, uh, virtue on because these people are basing their virtues off of the cray-cray. Man, Bill, uh, in the selling of uh, uh, this bug diet, man, they got people like uh, Nicole Kidman sitting all dainty-like, right? In her in her nice vanity fair like room or in, in this nice you know uh, classy room, and and uh, she's eating you know bugs you know selling this you know it's uh, get ready because this is what's coming down now I mean Nicole I, uh, I this this kind of stuff man this kind of stuff you got uh, one she got the chopsticks to make herself look all cultured and stuff um, you got the elegant you know uh, classy white woman. You know, mm -hmm. and, and you, they're and, the problem. Right, right. You, you, you know, and you know, that stuff, that's classy, elegant white women are causing all of this grief. You, you know, the, and, and now only because of the sake of the story do I even bring up her nationality. That stuff has no bearing on how I feel about it. But I know that this is what these people are using to sell. And it makes her look like, you know, well, she's the she's the better white woman. I mean, you, they, these people are the ones who accuse us of white supremacy. Right. They want to accuse uh, our side of the aisle of white supremacy. But she's the better white woman. Even better than other white people, because she's willing to, you know, eat these these worms and these bugs, you know, with, with chopsticks and stuff like that. And even though after which, uh, after she's had her bug snack, she has the choice of having like, you know, some filet mignon or some swordfish after which. Uh, yes. It ain't like she's doomed to eat a, a diet of bugs or anything like that. But this in this thing, this kind of stuff actually sickens me more. Than the idea of eating bugs, <laughs> but I know what you mean. This is where we're going, Bill. It's like this is uh this is the stuff that's being sold on folks, and I know I kind of like dropped a whole bunch of um uh breeds of bugs in here in terms of like what we could talk about with this. But what's your take on it, man? Where does it uh where does it what direction does it send you in? Well, first of all, I'm grateful every day for having a uh, a wise and loving celebrity to tell me. Uh, what I should be doing in my own best interest, you know, the wisdom and the moral depth of people like Nicole and all the rest of them. Uh, where would we be without them? Hmm. Um, the larger issue, of course, is is here comes the decline. Get used to it, hmm. right? That's really the message that that's being sent out there with the whole eat bug things, and 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 so much of the. Absolute panic on everything is tied to, oh, my God, the planet's going to die. The planet's not going to die. The planet's not even close. You're three orders of magnitude four, maybe, off of the planet dying, for God's sake, mm. you know. 
well, we're approaching 450 parts per million CO2. It was 3,000 parts per million 80 million years ago. It was down to about 150, 80,000 years ago. We've been down that road before. Look, I have watched over the course of two or three generations now the idea of progress going from being better, faster, bigger, cheaper, cooler, you know, to the idea of progress being absolute regression. The definition of progress now is how fast can you walk back to the to the tribe? How fast can you walk back to, I think I used to say this often enough, uh, you know, that this, this progressive, uh, you know, um, utopia where a bunch of people are sitting around a burning cow patty, you know, pulling <laughs> lice and fleas off of each other as they eat their, you know, reconstituted algae cakes and try to raise money for the Guatemalan water snake. You know, that, that kind of, that kind of, you know, it's just, I don't even know where to start. I do know that, that if you look at, at the pop culture and movies, a recurring theme in science fiction, not even a recurring theme, it's, it's, a, it's a ubiquitous theme now, is that we've killed the Earth and so we have to go to Mars or we have to go to Io or we have to go to... We, we've killed the Earth and so now we have to do this. We're just being told this all the time. And, and so we're being groomed mm. for the decline. And if the decline were inevitable... I'd say, well, all right, going to have to get used to it sooner or later. But it's not. It's what the, this decline, you know, we're going to have to start eating bugs. I get the feeling Nicole won't be leading the charge on that. Uh, but put that aside for a minute. If somebody is telling you, especially as an American, and there is a difference there, we're, we're, we're masters of our own destiny here. And, and, and we're constantly criticized for our outrageous consumption. My response to that is it's kind of the point, isn't it? I mean, what's the point of having struggled to the top of the food chain if you don't get to dig the food chain? And what was all that effort for? Mm -hmm. You know, here we are um, having put just – th just think about the amount of brain power that has gone just in getting this message to people watching it. Just think about the number, the millions of people who've worked on all the components necessary for you to be listening in, to these words right now, right? All of, all of it, all of it. Um, the guy who made this, this, you know, shield, uh, this, this pop shield against the microphone, all of it, right? So, so we're being told now that all of this stuff is evil and that, and that we better be prepared to do without it. And we're being told this by the richest and most, and most insanely, unbelievably, unimaginably wealthy people in the world. And I don't think it's going to wash. So I don't think people are going to put up with it. I know they're not going to put up with it. I see the signs of it everywhere. We're going to see a huge upheaval in November. And then we're going to see whether the left is going to uh, more or less realize that they need to walk it back a bit or whether they're going to double down. I, I have a personal inclination on this, but maybe I'm wrong. Uh, but but this, this, this kind of expect the decline thing is not needed. We're not out of energy. And even, even if you want to buy into the whole global warming, thing, even, let's say you say you've got that whole thing down hook, line, and sinker, right? Okay. Texas is now having power blackouts because the, because the windmills are not producing enough energy. We all knew that. Anybody who knew anything about renewable energy knows it might be, might be, maybe, if you really stretched it good for 15% of the total energy consumption in the U.S., so if you're so terrified about rising temperatures and fossil fuels, then have I got a thorium reactor for you, mm. right? I've got a thorium reactor for you. Can't melt down. 
there's no real radioactive waste, or I've got a 25 megawatt reactor. It's the size of a large water heater. Bury it in, in, in somebody's backyard someplace, and it provides electricity for every house, maybe 10,000 houses, for 25 years. Mm. And if you want to air condition the outdoors, you can, because it's just making power. So we're not, we're not facing insurmountable problems. We're facing a, an intel. Uh, uh, an intentional, deliberate campaign to get us to lower our standards so that we will accept what these uh, elitist overlords want. And let me be clear on what these people want, because I've given this a great deal of thought. It's not that they want to be rich, although they want to be rich. It's not that they want to control things, although they want to control things. What drives these people, what motivates them is increasing the gap. If you think of them as aristocrats, and we've had that defective gene in the, in the genome since we've been human, if you think of them as aristocrats, everything starts to make sense. It's not a question of, hey, we want to do better for people. And it's not even a question, hey, we want to get further ahead. We want our lives to be as far above other people's lives as possible. That's what gives us our own sense of identity. And this is why you hear these transhumanists and all the rest of these people basically saying, you know, oh, we're going to have to, we might have to get the Earth's population down to 500 million, you know, instead of eight and a half billion, I'd have to get it down to two, 300 million. And my response to that is always, Lead on, McDuff. Show us the way. You go first. Go first. And that's an example that I don't even think Nicole Kidman is going to provide us with. <laughs> Man, that is some logic and reason that would make Spock smile. Hmm. Um, man. So in doing, in doing this, in, in forcing us into this, and we've said you know, before that this is, uh, you know, this is spiritual war. And in the spiritual war, you got these people basically casting a spell over people, making people think that this is the end of the world. It's obvious that it's not. The resources that we have, I mean, you got these people so, so worried about the end of the world. I guess it turns into even states like Texas selling their oil to other countries. It's like, well, we kind of need it here. Uh, why can't we have that? Why is it we're able to drill and extract oil from here to send over there, but we can't do it for ourselves? Now, or we send it to China mm-hmm. so that Hunter Biden can get a, a, a big check so that so that the big guy can get a big check. Sure. Right. If we were in the desperate straits that they talk about or if he had his own country first instead of, you know, his own pocket first, you wouldn't see transactions like this. The fact that these kind of things are going on all the time is telling you that this is being is being directed. Mm-hmm. And when Bill Gates, software giant, owns more agricultural land than anybody else in America – you have to start asking yourself some pretty important questions about Farmer Bill. Uh-huh, uh-huh. And, and like, it's, like, like we were saying, this is really, this is obvious. It's right, right there in front of us. Uh, but somehow people are blinded by uh, the fear, the fear propaganda that's going on, or just the pride of thinking that they're better people because they want to make these, they want to be proactive with saving the planet. Uh, talk about, you know, cutting off your nose to spite your face. It's like, this is what you want to do to save the planet? You want to make... People suffer. Well, people should suffer in order for, for the greater good. No pain, no gain or whichever. It's like, no, this ain't the right kind of pain. It's not yeah, when, I, when I see Nicole Kidman in a middle seat, mm. uh, backing coach, eating bugs, mm. that's when I'll believe that she's serious. Yeah. Right. Yeah. When, when, when you don't have the option of, of, of going to a nice you know, hotel or anything like that. Because no, you're, you're so I want to see her sitting there for five hours or 10 or whatever in the middle seat of a, of a, of a row, you know. 
no window, no aisle. You're just, I want to see her in the middle seat munching on her bugs. And I want to see her do that for 10 years and I'll start to take her seriously. But we all, we all know that's not going to happen. It's all, it's all an act posturing. <laughs> and what is it posturing for? It's posturing. It's grooming, though. Yes, absolutely. Absolutely. And, you know, when, when you've got people that can't see the obvious things of like, you know, inflation, I mean, you can't you can't really think that this is going to be solved by printing a bunch of money. Our money is supposed to be currency. You know, it's currency. Right. So if you've got, if you've got lakefront property and you got, you know, you got this nice stream going out for you. Yeah, that's valuable. You could set a high price for to, to be able to live there. Now, what happens if you flood this current? And this current overflows and comes in and start moving into the houses. Well, great. Now things are worthless. Well, that's what people have fallen for. They think that this is a good thing. It's like, no, it's not. You've been suckered into this. And these kind of things, you know, we should we should be warned about in, in the terms of we and we have been warned about it. Man, Bill, people talking about eating bugs, despite all the resources that we have. But this is what we're going to have to do in order to save the planet, in order to survive for, for the next generation. Bill, the, the, the strangeness of this is so validating to me, right? It's, it's really validating to me. Uh, let me explain it like this, folks. These people are, are talking about our salvation, right? To save the planet and to make sure that humanity is sustained we're going to have to eat the bugs. They're making this fashionable, and this is what's being promoted. It's validating. Knock yourself out, bug boy. Right, right, and, and I mean, it's, it, and it's not like bugs are like, I mean, we, we like to eat lobster and crab and stuff like that. That's like a, a, a aquatic roach, but it has to be here or there. It's like, uh, but here's the thing. They're making a salvation narrative out of this. And if you remember, I talked about this in a, in a previous virtue signal, even with the fig itself, right? When you eat a fig, chances are the fig that you eat, not all figs are like this, but plenty of them are. Figs are pollinated by a wasp giving up its life, all right? That's how it's, it's not, it doesn't just come and carry pollen to it and it flies off. It enters the fig and it dies in it. All right. So you might bite into a fig one time. You might find a wasp in there, but that's how it perpetuates its species. And that's how it, it helps to uh, it has a sim, um, symbiotic relationship with, with the fig. This is introduced to us in the very first pages of the word of God. Yeah. Your salvation, the salvation narrative has begun in giving you the picture of Christ himself, who the word says that he is the hornet that will go before you. Hornet is a subspecies of a wasp. Okay, so in eating this fig, and we kind of can, can deduce that it was a fig because that's what they tried to cover themselves up with. That's what they tried to cover up their sin with, a fig, which is the ultimate fruit of that is going to be the Lord himself, who is a Jew. Figs are implicative of Israel, and, and it's going to and it come down to Jewish people uh, or the Judean tribe. So in that, Bill, what I'm saying is the salvation narrative has already been in there. These people are, and, and it's a sign of the times. It's like, these are the kind of things that are like, man, maybe we need to investigate this book. Instead of being taken over by what the, the fear that these people are trying to drive, this is another cue to look in the word for the actual salvation that started right there in the Garden of Eden. It goes deeper than that because even the Levites were given dietary ordinances regarding bugs. These bugs are clean to eat. These bugs are not. What do we need to know about eating bugs for? 
You know, hey, God, if you're with us, why do we need to buzz? I thought we were going to have the land of milk and honey and all that sort of stuff because God's like, look, man, a day is going to come when you are going to have people who are going to be crazy enough to try to think you think that eating bugs is going to be your salvation. But it's even deeper than that because God gives the ordinance on these bugs. These are clean to eat. These are not. And it just so happens that a wasp is not a clean bug. But the Lord became sin for us on our behalf to absorb the wrath of God. But this points to this. John the Baptist announced who the Savior of the world is. Look, man, this is your salvation. Behold the Lamb of God who takes away the sins of the world. What did John the Baptist eat? Bugs. He's famous for eating grasshoppers. And the reason why I say this, Bill, is because people look at the times that we're in, something so strange where people would be talking about eating bugs. And who showed up with this famous figure who eats bugs and eats honey? Why? Because honey is the word of God that is the sweet thing to live by. He ate, wild, he ate locusts and wild honey and announced our salvation. While these people are trying to say that our salvation is going to be eating bugs, these priests of Terah who, who assume that they are the priests of the earth and are the salvation of the earth. It's like, no, you're not. This is our real salvation. It's been marked long before you guys went crazy. And he said that you would. Yeah, Ball's been doing booming business lately. Um, <laughs> Whose name uh, is Lord of the Flies? Bill's above yeah. another bug, yeah. right? Come on, yeah. man. Um, I, I, you know, one of the great things about this animation project and stuff is that I, I have a scene written quite a while ago in, in uh, there's like a homesteading plot line in this story of America 250 years in the future. And this one guy's a hydrologist. He goes around and drills wells for people so they can find water. And he cuts to this kind of, you know, habitat thing. He drives up in his rover and he sees a couple of these windmills, you know, and solar panels and stuff. And the guy who lives there says, well, you know, what's it going to take to pump this out? And he says, well, I don't know. It's going to be tough. And, and then my guy says, look, uh, when you're finished dicking around with this stuff, <laughs> we'll just get you a five megawatt reactor, right? Your problems will be solved. You have enough, you'll have enough energy to, to, you know, to air condition the whole planet. Stop when you're ready to stop fooling around. You know, that kind of thing is very simple, very subtle, and it, and it, and it flips the virtue. It's like, oh, I've got to be virtuous by having less and eating bugs. Okay, when you when you get tired of you know fooling around, let me know, and we'll get on with you know what we would do with unlimited power and unlimited resources because that's essentially what's available. Uh, just I, I guess the last thing I'll say about this is, you know, when 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 you talk about dominion over the earth, uh, dominion is dominion, and you can be a wise and kind master, or you can be an evil and stupid one. We have come out of a, a period of being evil because we were stupid. We didn't understand that there was no limit to sequoia trees. Or we, rather, we didn't understand that there was a limit to sequoia trees or, or, or whales or, or, you know, any of the other things that we just buffalo that can't, you can't kill off all the buffalo. It turns out you got down to about 300. You, you, you actually pretty, pretty nearly could. Four or 500 buffalo, that's about the dip. And so dominion over things can be a very negative thing. You can screw things up by having dominion over them. I remember poisoned lakes. I remember black smudges of jet trails in the sky. I remember puffs of blue lead-filled lead smoke coming out of the cars all around us. And then suddenly we got smarter. And, and, and now 
I can clearly envision a world where, where, where humans' dominion over the earth makes the earth a better place for everyone in it, including the other animals, you know? This idea of saving a whale that's stranded on a beach, you see that all the time. Now, there's a time 200 years ago people would have gone at that thing with machetes. Mm. Now, if there's a whale on shore, everybody's pouring water over it, you know, and digging on it and push it, push it back out. So dominion is is not in itself a, a bad thing, but the, but the left has this theory. It's got nothing to do with cause and effect. It's got to do with oppressor and oppressed. It's got to do with creating this narrative about how evil Western society is, how much oppression it's caused, and, and emotionally preparing us for the justifiable revenge of other people and other animals and the planet on us. And that revenge will be, we're going to take away all your nice shiny things, you're going to have to eat bugs. And then the people who are making up these stories, they're not eating bugs. They're getting exactly what they want. And I don't think they're going to win. I, don't, I just don't think people are buying it. And there's a lot more of us than there are of them. Indeed. You know, and, and, and history has shown that it doesn't take a majority of people to go crazy to do a lot of damage. Um, and that's, that's, you know, that's very unfortunate. I'm hoping that we can use, you know, the strength in numbers. And, uh, you know, when you got the Lord, you, you have the majority, but let me just say one thing about that just real quick, because it's easy to think that I'm, when I say that the masses that see that I don't even like that word, when you have groups of large groups of people, they can in fact be easily swayed in certain directions, but it's not their fault. It's a question of how much information are they getting. If I, if I walk up to a building and there's a long line of people, it's a reasonable assumption for me to get to the back of the line, right? It's a reasonable assumption. Nine times out of 10, that's exactly what you should be doing. Maybe 99 times out of 100, yes, that's where you need to come in. So, so it's not that I think that people are sheep or stupid or whatever. I just think that if you could control the amount of information they have, then you, you leave them with making what appear to be sensible decisions that are based on fallacies. And that means that you don't have to um, rewire every one of the hundreds of millions of people who are buying into this deception. All you have to do is just show them, think it's not true, and they'll rewire themselves. Indeed. Sometimes, you know, you got to, some, some of these people are hardwired though. And uh, it's, you got to do some like uh, some surgery. You got to have a method to be able to, and to able to connect with the wiring and, and, uh, and, and rework that circuitry. And, um, you know, folks, the word has talked about this. It seems so strange that people would be eating bugs. Now, people have always, you know, it's, it's not like eating bugs is a new thing. But when you have an age where people are supposed to be woke and informed and, and all that sort of stuff, and they're trying to make us to a place where we're eating bugs. Now that's something totally different. That in that so in, in sense is, is quite strange. And you can be sure that these people, they stand under that rainbow banner, right? And that's something folks, that's, that's a big flag that we're supposed to be looking at in the signs of the time. I'm not talking about looking up at it all, but look at it, it says, okay, we've got our signal. You know, the, 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 the rainbow flag is iconic. I wanna remind folks, it's iconic. You know, this isn't something where God, this gave God a reason to create the rainbow. The, the, the natural dynamic that he has already authored, it already puts the dynamic of the rainbow in place. He says, look, I want to remind you of something. Okay, it's a reminder for me, actually. I'm not going to kill you guys again uh, by the method of a flood. The, the rainbow's there to remind me that when the clouds gather, it means it's a reminder to me to not destroy you. 
particularly by a flood. But that rainbow was put in place for a particular reason because the world was filled with perversion and violence. People just went totally backwards, right? And they had no reason to, no good excuse to, but they just went totally off. So a judgment came. Now, a lot of those things that these godless ideas, perverted ideas, these are the things that were ruling the earth. These weren't just something that people did just they did. It was there was laws protecting it. These things were instituted and we're seeing those things happen again. And the people who institute yep. these laws, they live under that rainbow banner. Right. The word says in the day of the Lord, when he's coming back, it will be like the days of Noah. And one of the things that we can remember from the days of Noah is those rainbow flat is that rainbow. And we're seeing those rainbows being waved all over the place again. So why would they gravitate to that symbol? Why do you have affluent people acting like they are such better people, these, these rich and affluent people, who would show you the way by eating bugs? Yeah, it's if they understood the real meaning of the rainbow, that what they're really doing is they're parading around under a, a, a yellow flag that says, police line, do not cross. Yes. You know? Flagging in the judgment, actually. And I don't know about y'all, but I don't want to be caught under that flag. <laughs> so I hope you don't either. For Bill Whittle, I'm Alfonso Rachel. This has been Virtue Signal. Hope you guys share. This is BillWhittle.com. Support. And uh, let's keep this thing going. All right, y'all. Good night. Good night.